Why is COVID-19 and social distancing making us more tired and more drained? Horse and ladder. I'm pretty sure that's not our theme song. We're still definitely working on that. But hi, this is Sam, your host of the Horse and Ladder podcast. You see, each week we look at a specific setback that we're all facing and we bring some tips and maybe even ladders to help bring us back to where we last started. You see, on this episode, the major setback that we are looking and that we're facing is our energy levels. Why do we feel so much more tired and drained during this pandemic? You see, some people may easily brush this away and say, oh, it's because you're an extrovert. You were charged through people-people uh, interactions. But, you know, there's some truth there, but there is actually a lot more that lies below the surface. You see, today we're looking at four major reasons why we all feel so much more tired and sluggish, especially during the pandemic and this time of social distancing and being cooped up at home. You see, the very first reason why we're feeling so tired and sluggish is because a lot of us may not be realizing this, but we're dealing with long-term sadness. And we're actually all going through a season of mourning and grief. When you lose something that is valuable, it is normal to feel sad. And the more valuable and more important that thing that you've lost is, the more sad you will feel. And and for a lot of us, we feel this deep level of sadness because we've lost our job or we've lost a big portion of our income, right? Some of us feel sad because we're missing out on a graduation ceremony or we're losing out on a chance to go on a grad trip that we've been waiting all year for. Some of us are sad because our family vacation in the summer has been canceled. And it's so sad for me. Like, I think I know a lot of people who are supposed to be getting married this summer, and they're so sad. We're also sad because it's going to be postponed till next year. You see, a lot of us are dealing with some intense bouts of sadness and loss. And, and even for some of us, we, we're sad because we're not able to have a chance to be able to hug or embrace our family members, our friends, and even our community. The reality is we've all lost something that is valuable, and we're all going through a season of mourning and grief. And the question is how? How can we go and move forward and process and, and ultimately properly mourn and grieve in a healthy way? You see, the very first step for this is to not ignore our emotions. Do not bottle it up. Don't bottle up your sadness. Don't bottle up your grief. The key is, if you want to be able to go through mourning and grief in a healthy way, we need to be able to process and reflect on it. Some of us that might look like with, uh, that might end up being journaling, right? Some of us, uh, we need to be more vulnerable with our friends to share our true feelings. Some of us just need to cry and just not be ashamed of it. For some of us who are more artistic, um, writing poetry or expressing ourselves through our drawings, paintings, or pieces of art, 
But whatever you choose to do, do not bottle up your emotions and do not bottle up your sadness. Because if you bottle it up, it's never going to go away. And you're going to continually cause yourself to be not only sad, but to be tired, constantly draining that energy away because of sadness. You see, the next stage of mourning is to also appreciate the value of the thing that you've lost and to be thankful for it as well. At funerals, family members are encouraged to go and share stories of times that they've really enjoyed and that they miss about their family member who has passed away. And this is so important because when we take time to reflect on the good memories in the past and appreciate just how positively they have impacted us in our life, we're able to be able to show gratitude and we're able to give thanks. You see, the more thankful we are for the people and experiences and the things that we've had in the past, the more able we are, the more easier it will be for us to lay it to rest in the future. So in terms of the pandemic and why it makes us more tired, it makes us more tired because we're sad and we're using up more energy uh, in order to be able to mourn and grieve. And if we really want to recover and regain our energy, we need to have the courage to be able to properly walk through all the stages of grief in order for us to fully be able to recover. Now, the second reason why this pandemic and social distancing is causing us all to be so much more tired and sluggish is because we might not be able to see progress. You see, progress is a very key value and need for every single person. Um, if we don't see progress at work, it will be hard for us to continue to see our work and careers as being something that's meaningful to us. If we don't see progress in our families or in our kids, we sometimes feel like we're bad parents. And if we don't see progress with a pandemic, we might lose hope and, 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 and start believing the line that this will never be over, that we will never return back to normal life. And you see, progress is an inherent need for all of us. And when we don't see it or we don't experience it, we actually lose our ability to feel happy. So what do we do about this? This lack of progress or supposed appearance of progress in our world and in the pandemic. And the reality is we need to first be able to accept that the outside environment, the people around us and the world around us is frankly out of our control. It's largely out of our control. But there's a silver lining. The silver lining is that you have some degree of control in your own life. You see, even though we, we spend so much time um, investing into our work, our school, into our families and our relationships, and we're, we're spending a lot of time working in those areas, we sometimes forget that our original and divine assignment is to actually work on ourselves. And you see, for us, that's the area where we actually have some control in. If you want to go and see progress in your life, you need to focus on being able to change and grow yourself. And so for you, uh, for, for some of us, that means um, going and asking yourself, hey, during this time of the pandemic, are there certain skills 
that we want to grow in. Maybe it's time to go and spend more time reading and practicing those skills. Maybe for some of us, we realize we want to grow in certain areas of our personality and we want to mature in, on that personal level. Maybe it's time to go and look for a life coach, a pastor, or a counselor. And maybe it's, it, it, during this time, we want to see progression in, in, our, in our emotional health, right? Maybe we're, we're experiencing some tension and stress. And so maybe if we want to see some real progress in our life, we should take some time to stop, pause, reflect, and maybe even pray. You see, even if the world all around us seems to be at a standstill, it doesn't mean that your life has to be in a standstill and a halt as well. You see, as you make progress in your personal life, you will actually be able to start to see more energy and more motivation be infused in your everyday life. Because Seeing progress is so important as a human need. The third reason to why this pandemic and social distancing is making us all so much more tired and sluggish is because sometimes connecting with people over Zoom or video chat causes us to actually use up a lot more energy compared to talking to a person face to face. You see, communication is already a very complex an energy demanding task. It requires for you to invest energy to be able to focus on a specific person and what they're saying. And not only that, but you also have to use up energy to block out all other distractions. And, and, and you see, a lot of us also, even, even further, have to use energy uh, and focus to be able to read people's body language and interpret their emotions and this becomes really difficult when we talk to people online especially if you use video chat for most zoom or video calls allow you to only see the person's profile so most likely just their face and not their whole body and that means you get a lot, lot less access to the other person's body language. And not only that, when you see the person's face, their face is often shrunk to the size of your thumb. So it's even harder to see their facial expressions and their emotions. It's harder to read those emotions. And you see, since you have a lot less visual cues, your mind has to work exponentially harder to go and take that limited information and try to help you understand what the other person's trying to say and how the other person feels. So if online video conferencing and chatting uses up so much of our energy, what can we do about it? One of the things that we can do is sometimes encouraging everybody on the call to turn off their cameras. You see, if the cameras are off, you give everyone a break, a mental break, so that we don't constantly have to go and analyze everybody's nonverbal cues, their body language, or their facial expressions, right? You're able to give your brain a break. And the reality is talking over the phone is also another great option because um, the reality is when you don't have to go and spend and split your energy to go and analyze another person's facial expression, you can truly be able to spend your energy listening to what they're saying, okay? 
And this brings us to our fourth and final reason why this pandemic and social distancing is making us so much more tired and sluggish. And that's because a lot of us are having to care for so many more people than we're used to. Um, you see, a lot of us have this thing called empathy. And empathy is the ability to care and feel another person's pain. And you see, a lot of all of us actually have a very finite and limited amount of empathy. And when we go and we comfort another person or we care for another person, we use up some of that empathy energy. And you see, for us, uh, a lot of us have, uh, uh, you know, seniors or, or grandparents um, uh, or the elderly in our families that we have to care for on a more regular basis. And so that's going to be using up some of that empathy energy. Um, our coworkers who, who might be grieving or mourning, we often are using some of our empathy energy at work. Um, to go and comfort them. When we talk to our friends and they're sad and they're going through hard times, we're using our empathy to be able to go and comfort them. And even for our children, if we have children, they are also feeling the pain. And so we're, we're using our empathy to be able to comfort them as well. And the reality is if we're comforting and we're empathizing with so many more people on an everyday basis, we're going to find that our energy levels are going to be depleted at a much faster rate. And the reality is if we have kids, uh, we, we usually have send our kids to daycare or school so that the teachers and the daycare uh, uh, care providers are able to go and, and care for our kids while we focus on work. But now during the pandemic, all our kids are home with us. And now not only do we have to spend our energy working, but we also find that we're getting more tired because we're using more of our empathy energy to care for our kids throughout the entire day. So how can we deal with this? How can we deal with this exponential energy drain? We can't just abandon our kids and leave them indefinitely in the backyard, right? Um, but what we can do is we can be more proactive in taking more frequent empathy breaks. You see, an empathy break is a time where you stop caring for other people and instead you intentionally care for yourself. And the reality is we're not made to just care for people all day long. We need time to recharge ourselves. And you see, we need to go and be more proactive in doing something that is going to uh, uplift our spirits and be able to really recharge us. For some of us, that might be taking a warm, hot bath at nighttime. For some of us, that might be reading a book while listening to music undisturbed for maybe 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes in the evening. For some of us, that might mean going for a 10-minute walk outside. Um, or, or some of us, that might mean taking a nap after lunch. But whatever you do, we need to be more intentional about caring for ourselves as well. Because if we're so focused during this time of the pandemic on caring for other people all the time, we will, and, and neglecting to care for ourselves, the danger is we'll run out of energy and empathy, and long term, we won't be able to care for other people. So if you really want to continue to care for others, you need to make it a priority to care for yourself and regularly recharge your empathy levels. Thank you.
So those are the four major reasons why this pandemic and this social dis distancing is causing so many of us to feel so tired and sluggish. And the reality is it's not you, it's not your fault. We all feel this way and we're all going through a hard time. And instead of judging or being so hard on ourselves, especially when we feel unmotivated, unproductive, and just generally sluggish, we need to show grace to ourselves and we need to show grace to those around us. It's a hard time for all of us. And as you show compassion and empathy for yourself, the weight of this situation will feel just a little lighter. And you might feel uh, just a little bit more motivated each and every day. So that's all for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Um, and uh, we hope you all stay well, stay safe, and we will all see you next time. <laughs>